Welcome to The Social Workers radio talk show on WCDB Albany 90.9 FM with co-hosts Dr. Eric Hardiman and Alyssa Lopmore. Here at The Social Workers, we address issues important to our communities with social work students, alumni, and community partners as our guests. As part of the University at Albany School of Social Welfare, we hope to take social work beyond the classroom and agency settings and directly to the public because the public is the client. Catch us on air, online, and anytime. Welcome to the Social Worker Radio's talk show. I'm your co-host, Alyssa Lotmore. Dr. Eric Hardman couldn't be with us today, but we still have a really exciting show. We have alumna guest, Malika Shahid. Graduating over 15 years ago from the University at Albany School of Social Welfare, Malika sought to explore, experience, and practice all aspects of the social work field. Experiences include in and outpatient clinical practice, chemical dependency, school social work, medical social work, child welfare with home studies, and contracted short-term social work case management, all of which have made Malika a well-rounded clinician. She is a member of the National Association of Social Workers and Society for Social Work Leadership in Healthcare. With total commitment to the practice and advancement of the field of social work, Malika plans to keep challenging herself and her colleagues to higher levels to the benefit of social work clients. And Malika is here today to discuss her new role, which is the NASW Mohawk Valley Division Director. So welcome Malika and congratulations on this new position. Thank you and good afternoon. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to um, be able to represent and be a representation for um, all of the fellow social workers in the Mohawk Valley region of New York State. Well, this isn't your first time on the show. You've been a guest on The Social Workers back in the fall of 2017. And there you discussed your experience in foster care, home recruitment, and training. So I guess I want to start off with, can you begin with an overview of your work in the social work field prior to this new position? So tell us how you, how you got here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I love social work. I love to talk about social work. I love to uh, go down memory lane and just, I, you know, just remember uh, the first day I stepped into Milne Hall um, School of Social Work at the State University of New York at Albany, getting off the bus, walking into the halls, looking at the wood and thinking to myself then, you know, when I was asked, oh, well, what's your specialty? And I said, then I have no idea. And I'll say it now, September 30th, 2021, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I am a social work generalist and I love every single aspect. I can practice every aspect and most aspects and um, subgroups or populations intersect. So many um, populations or, um, you know, are dual diagnosed or have multiple facets and they all blend in together. And so 
Um, I started off in child welfare, from child welfare, um, providing clinical services, um, doing one-on-one individual therapy, nonprofit uh, sector, and just meeting with family and children um, in their own home environment. Um, That really kind of taught me the ropes. And then from there, um, I had moved to the Washington, D.C. area. There was a great need for social workers. um, And so I had linked up with the nonprofit in that region that specialized in child welfare. And specifically, they were looking for what was called a home finder. And uh, they had an expansive uh, grant um, from the state and they needed someone because there was a great need um, to come in and to help families become licensed. And, um, and so I said, you know what? Um, this will be a great way to um, kind of take the knowledge that I have, which is um, understanding how families function intimately. Um, and that's all different types of families, single families, married families, unmarried families, families that communicate and families that don't communicate that well. But having the intimate knowledge of what I had learned up to that point and understanding how that would work um, in in a role where individuals and families wanted to open up their homes. And so I would go in, I would, license the family and um, ensure that their home was a safe home. And I did that for several years and I would recruit, train and license. And I still say that a big chunk of my heart um, was uh, left in that space. But um, being that, you know, it's, it's a part of my fiber. It's a part of my social work DNA that I can every day learn more skills and continue to grow so that I can understand our craft of social work. It's boundless. And so uh, from home finding or recruitment training and licensing, um, I did want to, before I left, I, I had wrote the manual um, for other social workers. So as they would uh, look to, well, where do I start and how can I be the best home finder in recruitment? I wanted to leave them a, 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 just a, a tool that they could open up, read, understand, this is how I, I get it done. And this is how I can leave an agency in a better place than what it was yesterday. And so uh, I remember, that was my- I remember you talked about that in the show and you the passion you could tell in your our interview, I remember just about that home finding and how to connect families. And I remember you talked about the manual and I, uh, like I said, I, I, that passion I could tell was right there, was there. Yes. And I do hope that I get to- um, you know, put that back in some parts because, you know, we can only go so many hours a day. Um, but I do want to be able to pick that up 
in the other so many things that, um, you know, is going forward. Um, kind of, I don't know how to, what, no. but just going forward, just being able to pick that back up. And, uh, and so many of the skills you mentioned, yeah. you said you know, you're kind of a generalist. And as so many times when I talk to students, and I'm an uh, advisor as well for some uh, graduate students, so many times they feel like they have to pick that one area. I'm only going to do school social work or medical social work. And you were just discussing how you sort of had that generalist skill set. And you're able to have those skills that can help you in any population that you work with, because there's basic social work skills that you learn and you continue to grow as you're working in different positions and you take that with you. And it seems like that's what you've done. You've taken those skills into every position that you've went to. And as, as you've evolved as a social worker, you've had that strong foundation that you can build and continue to build each day to get you to, you know, to make that most of an impact in the position that you're currently in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that full life cycle. Yeah. So how did we end up now to, you know, you're a representative of the NASW through your role as a division director. And I'm just curious, what inspired you to want to take on this role or to be involved with our national association at this level? Excellent question. And it came through insight and part of it, um, and as you know, we are social workers, we like to look at things from an organic perspective. And I think that, and we like to talk about growth and strength a lot. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we could be on the social workers show and not talk about growth. And um... <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. It's always, we're always transforming and, you know, becoming our better selves. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, you know, I, I have to let that uh, percolate into the conversation because that is the starting point from how, um, for me, I was always in the back of the room listening and watching and waiting for my turn. And I always say it was just because of my birth order that, you know, that kind of happened for me in that way. I was just waiting for, you know, the, the baby boomers to kind of tap me on the shoulder and say, okay, now it's your turn. And it's always funny because I say, well, watching, you know, other generations, the Z and the millennials, I love how, and I, and I tell a lot of people um, that I meet just anywhere where I'm traveling, whether it's, um, you know, at work or, um, while I'm walking through the park or, you know, petting a, a dog or in Walmart, one of, you know, we have to admire different skill sets and strengths of others. And one of the strengths, uh, uh, they have, you know, people have many strengths, but many strengths that one of the strengths that um, different groups have, I, I, you know, and I always say Generation Z and Generation uh, Millennials, um, is that they do not wait for permission. You know, they don't wait for um, what I call the proverbial tap on the shoulder. The, okay, here's the baton and now it's your turn, which many generation or many individuals 
we're taught to wait for. And so I think that that's a conversation that wasn't, and it, it's not being had um, with per particular my generation. And I noticed that for myself, I was literally waiting for someone to give me the permission to say, okay, now you, now it's your turn. Now you can take a leadership role. Now you know enough. And I realized one day when I was listening to a lecture, um, watching a young lady who I think had just graduated last year, um, <laughs> you know, she had this huge um, online, uh, you know, audience and, you know, and she considered herself an expert in the topic. And through her strengths, I realized that I too, um, after many, many years of direct care practice and um, completing psychosocials in many different environments, whether that was inpatient, outpatient, the psychiatric unit, in the acute care setting, um, in the residential setting, or in my own office. I realized then that I was the expert and that I was waiting for permission from someone that wasn't gonna come and say, now it's your turn. And so as um, the ballots came out and I was reading one day and I said, wow, you know, this would be um, an excellent time to uh, reintroduce who I am, reintroduce myself to my community and be a part of where we would like to be, the Mohawk Valley would like to be, as well as the state of New York, where would we like to be in terms of our profession and craft? And I felt like I had a voice and, um, and I wanted to just be on the ballot. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, one of the things you, you said, something that really resonated with me was so many times when I would talk to students about, or even, or even, um, alums to come on the show and they're like, well, I'm not an expert yet. And I was like, you have years of experience. You have super, have had supervision. You've been working in this field, you know, a lot. And it, expertise is one of those things that it doesn't mean, you know, everything about us, everything, you know, but you are know about your topic. And yeah. it creeps up on you over time as you have those hours day in and day out of doing your job and having supervision and going to trainings, you, you begin to become an expert in your area. And I always like, you know, so many times I'm trying to have in the guests come on the show who are doing great work and they're doing, you know, amazing things in their position. They're like, oh, but shouldn't somebody else come on who might know a little bit more? And I'm like, you, <laughs> you, you don't, don't discredit yourself. You know, a lot. Yeah. So I love how you said that because one of the things that we talk about on the social workers, when I have guests come on, especially, you know, alumni or community members who are doing amazing things. And it's that, well, do I know enough? So I love how you said that, you know, you had a inspire yourself to say, yes, I do know what I'm talking about in these areas. I have that experience and I am an expert in my own way to be able yeah. to talk about this and share and have that leadership position. So yay, yeah. it's a perfect, <laughs> perfect thing for the social workers. 
Thank you. And I, I didn't come to that conclusion lightly at all. So yeah, I really I'm glad was, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, for those who may be unfamiliar, can you give a brief overview about what the NASW is and what are the benefits to this organization, not only to social work professionals like ourselves, but also members of the general community? Because the NASW does things that impact us all, you know, and through other advocacy and, and things like that. So can you give us a little overview? Absolutely. So the National Association of Social Workers is, is a professional organization of social work in the United States. We have a lot of members. Um, there, there are 600,000 people who identify themselves as a human service worker or, um, you know, some type of social work, whether they're clinical, medical. Um, so we have a lot of um, individuals and professionals in the United States. Um, and so we're a professional organization. We are membership bound. And once you join the national level, you can join the state level. At that point, there's lots of different benefits. Um, you could do, you know, get your ethics training. You could do specialty practice, your chapter membership. Um, which one of the big benefits is that your um, New York State offers the CEUs um, to all the members. So without- which is, which is definitely a benefit because we need that to keep our, for those listeners who aren't familiar with the, it's the continuing education program. Um, and as social workers, we need those to renew our license. So that is a benefit when they're free <laughs> or on reduced cost. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you look at yourself now as the Mohawk Valley Division Director, what do you hope to bring to that position? You know, you shared so much of your expertise and what's your vision for yourself in that role? So uh, traditionally we are considered rural social work just based on the fact that um, we're small. Um, but very, very powerful. I know that that may sound like a cliche, but we are powerful in the fact that, um, you know, we're a hidden gem of, of the state. We have um, a large hospital system that's building and growing. Um, we have many social workers who are practicing there. Um, and even though they're right in the comfort of their home and that goes out to the work that's going on behind the scenes that we have social workers who are now able to be in the rural part of the state, however, providing mental health and or some type of service to other people in other states. Yes. Um, and so that again goes to the work and the dedication that's going on behind the scenes of pushing our rights with um, getting reimbursed so that we can provide those services, you know, keeping up with legislation so that they don't forget to add us when it's time to be added to insurance boards. Like, hey, we're out here, we're providing those services. Don't forget to add us. So it's all of that work that's going on behind the scenes that we at the, um, we are, are doing, you know, and it takes all of our voices. But one of, one of the things that we'll be focusing on 
um, in the Mohawk Valley, uh, National Association of Social Work um, in our region is just, I wanna continue to emphasize that we are small, but we're very powerful. And as a rural um, division, it's important that we stay in front of, um, I call it social work without borders. We have to stay in front of that because we benefit from that the most. No, and I like how you said you're advocating for more providers and reimbursement and, and things like that that affect the social work profession. But the more social workers and people you have practicing means the people in the community are also benefiting. So that's one thing that I said when the NASW is advocating and there's so many voices coming together, it's not only helping the profession of social work but it's also helping all of the community members who need that social work aspect. So that's, especially in rural areas. So that's a really, really exciting thing to hear that, you know, you're focused on, on bringing that during your term. Absolutely. Um, and just, you know, I wanna ensure that others understand that CEUs through the state's National Association of Social Work, if you are a member, um, we, um, we can take advantage of those. And so I want to uh, take this time to invite others to specifically um, the Mohawk Valley Zoom meeting, which will be um, Saturday, October 9th. Um, times um, will be posted and it will be sent out in email directly uh, to those who reside in the Mohawk Valley. And so what I'm looking to do is develop a steering committee and at which time we will decide what are the things that we want to focus on? Um, what are the things that we need as a smaller group that's in a rural region? Um, you know, and, and we will do it on Zoom because we are rural and it takes 45 minutes to an hour to, you know, get anywhere, get to the Walmart, you know. And so we'll, we'll do it on Zoom so it's intimate and uh, we can have a precise conversation on what do we want to do? How do we want to grow our chapter? What are our needs being that we are in a rural community? We're small, but very, very powerful. And for those who might be listening, since we are uh, on the radio and a podcast, some people might listen at a later date because they can replay the podcast anytime or they can you know, sometimes this airs again on WCDB. So what are some ways that individuals can reach out or find out more? Is there a website, whether they want to be involved in the Mohawk chapter or another chapter, how can they find out more and find out contact information? Absolutely. So for uh, the National Association of Social Work, um, it's uh, just by going on to um, your internet and going to socialworkers.org. Once you're on the national um, site, you can then um, focus on your state chapter. At that point, that would be the uh, New York State uh, for all of our local um, social work listeners. And that would be the NASW New York State, NYS. Um, they are on Twitter and um, oh, we, we, we filed, they've been on our show before too. So okay. I'm sure individuals can find those, the NASW New York state yeah. chapter. And from there they can find the 
direction or the divisions. So the end exactly. of the Moab Valley and, and the other divisions of yes. the, the chapter. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then from there, you can find your individual chapter. And so um, we are uh, looking to grow and looking to really um, determine, um, you know, how are we going to meet the needs of our community and be able to, you know, provide the best services uh, clinically? Um, and what are our needs as, as a, you know, rural community? So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, please join us on Zoom. That's going to be Saturday, October 9th. And the link will be sent uh, to your, directly to your email from the National Association of Social Work, New York State. And if they're not on that email list, can they go to the NASW New York State website to try to subscribe to be added to that or find out more? Absolutely. Absolutely. The beauty of the internet. Sometimes you can just easily connect and find the information you need. But that's actually really good is that it is still via Zoom. It's a, you're able to connect with other individuals who might not have been able to get there in person. So one of the things you know, with, with this pandemic is I think more of a accessibility to things like Zoom. It's not as unfamiliar or uncommon as it was pre-pandemic. So it's one of the things that can help connect individuals as well to have these virtual meetings that are open. Yes. So as we, wrap, as we wrap up, I just want to, I guess, ask, what are some other plans that you have or some other projects that you're working on that we can expect to maybe hear from you during your term? Well, um, we're... We're open to all um, suggestions, and that is why I'm pushing. And um, I, you know, I, I want those who want to add their opinions um, in their creativity. That's why, as soon as I possibly could, uh, so next weekend we're going to be opening this up to, you know, those in Mohawk Valley. Let's, you know. Let's put out our visions for everybody of what do you want, um, you know, Mohawk Valley uh, division of, of social work to look like. So I just don't want it to be my vision, but anyone who wants to participate, what does your vision look like? Should we have more in-house CEUs? Should we, um, you know, get together, maybe getting together and having group um, supervision would be beneficial. Um, you know, many people um, had problems finding uh, supervision uh, a few years ago. Um, is that still an issue? So I'm gonna wait to hear from the members uh, in the Mohawk Valley before we lay out what, our, what the overall vision looks like. And that's, how, that's what makes the NASW so awesome, I think, is that it is a member-driven organization in the sense that they want to hear from the individuals who are members and how can we best, how can they best, I should say, 
meet the needs of the people who are in, you know, who are the members of the organization. So I really like that you're listening to and asking for individuals to come forward and say, what do you need as a social work profession professional? What do you need as, what are you observing in your communities that you think need change or advocacy and how can we best come together to support? So I'm really excited and you'll have to come on again you know, as we, as you move forward in this, in this role to share what's happening and the new changes and what the members and yourself are working towards to bring change to the Mohawk Valley. Absolutely. And we'll be excited and, um, with the same energy and love and zest that, um, we've always had, I've always had for social work. So, well, Malika, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show, not once, but twice now. So it's always great to have a guest return because it means that we didn't scare them away. <laughs> so I want to thank you for coming on a second time. First time talking about the foster care home recruitment, which for those interested, we have all our shows archived. So you can find that episode back in 2017 to hear uh, Malika talk about that foster care home recruitment and training program and the manual. And now here talking about your new role as the Mohawk Valley Division Director. And I wanna congratulate you again for being elected to that position, but that's a really, really exciting place to be where you are able to have that leadership role and make change. So I'm extremely happy that that individual, that young individual who was coming on as an expert inspired you to be like, hey, I can do this too. I'm going to make some change. I don't have to wait for someone to hand me the baton. So I'm very excited for what you're going to be doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. So again, we were joined by Malika Shahid, who is an alum of the University at Albany School of Social Welfare. She has a very diverse background in many different areas of social work and is currently at the NASW Mohawk Valley Division, Division Director. Stay tuned for more exciting shows coming up and Dr. Hardman will be back again, joining me as my co-host. So stay tuned for more things to come.